at the start of this new year, although we're quite far into January now, where's that time gone? Uh, at the start of this new year, we are launching back into the Holy Habits, which is inspired by Luke's model of church found in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. The Holy Habits identify 10 practices that show us how to work out what it means to be disciples of Jesus. Today we begin our new sermon series by focusing on the holy habit of fellowship. And today we will be asking the question, what does Ruth teach us about fellowship? What does Ruth teach us about fellowship? And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you, and then when I've told you, I'm going to tell you what I've told you. So, the answer is, fellowship means deep commitment to God and to each other. Fellowship means deep commitment to God and to each other. We live in a world where there has never been more connection, apparently. We can phone, text message and FaceTime family, friends and strangers. With the click of a button, we can be connected. But despite these technological advances, many are suffering with a disease which has or will affect all of us at some time in our lives. What's that disease? Loneliness. Loneliness. The church, it's a big promise, but the church has a medicine for loneliness and it's fellowship. Fellowship. The word which is translated as fellowship in Acts chapter 2 is koinonia. It is a quality of relationship which is profoundly practical and deeply relational. The theologian John Stott argues that koinonia is a Trinitarian experience because it is our common share in God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. But it also expresses what disciples of Jesus share together. It is a giving of ourselves to one another. Fellowship means giving ourselves to one another in love. The medicine for loneliness is fellowship with God and with his people. The Methodist minister, Andrew Roberts, who founded the Holy Habits resources, argues that fellowship together as God's people is a prophetic symbol of the kingdom of God. And it points to the future that we will all enjoy. It is a powerful sign of a spirit-filled way of life that protests, protests against our selfish obsessions and self-interests. Fellowship offers hope, reconciliation and generosity. It is an authentic community of belonging and service. We belong to one another as a community here at North Street Church, don't we? We belong to each other. So, let's think about the context of the passage that we've heard. The three central characters in the book of Ruth are Ruth, Naomi and Boaz. 
They lived during the time of the judges who governed Israel before the establishment of the monarchy, which was inaugurated by the prophet Samuel. They lived in a spiritually dark age. And we are told that because Israel had no king, the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. I'll offer a very basic synopsis of the book of Ruth. Elimelech and Naomi were husband and wife. They were Israelites and they lived in Bethlehem with their two sons, Marlon and Kilion. A severe famine swept the land and they moved to Moab and settled there in the rival territory of their historic enemy. Tragically, Naomi's husband, Elimelech, died. And subsequently, Naomi's sons married Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth. Ten years into their marriages, Marlon and Kilion tragically died, leaving their mother, Naomi, destitute. At that time, Naomi had heard that circumstances in her homeland had improved. And she prepared to go home to Judah. I can't say I blame her. Naomi released her two daughters-in-law from any obligations to her and she encouraged them to go home. Go home and find new husbands. Naomi adamantly urged them not to follow her. Are you with me so far? Yeah. Yeah. Naomi recognised how good and faithful they had been to her and she wanted the very best for them. She wanted them to find new husbands and, and have the security that that would bring. Scripture tells us that they broke down and wept at the prospect of being separated. Although Orpah loved her mother-in-law, Naomi, she kissed her and said goodbye. Understandably, she went home. She was a young woman. Her chances of marriage were good. It would have been difficult for Moabite women to have integrated into Israel. So she made a very logical and understandable decision to go home. Ruth, on the other hand, would not let go of Naomi. She clung so tightly to her Naomi says to Ruth, your sister-in-law has gone home to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. In response, Ruth then expresses her commitment to Naomi. Ruth says, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. Wow. Wow. That is the greatest level of commitment I've read about. At the start of this new year, we made a covenant together for those of us that were here. We made promises to pursue the Lord and love each other in our fellowship together. In a similar way, Ruth makes a covenant with Naomi. 
and she promises to commit her life to Naomi, to embrace Naomi's people and to worship Naomi's God. Ruth was breaking her ties with the pagan gods from her past and anyone associated with those gods. This was drastic action. This was a big decision, a pivotal moment in her life. And at this pivotal moment in the narrative, when Ruth makes her covenant promises, it seems from there the Lord dramatically turns things around for Ruth and Naomi. Why? Because Ruth meets Boaz. She meets Boaz and they marry. Boaz doesn't feature in our passage today, but he is the Lord of the harvest and the kinsman redeemer. And in, in him, through his character, we have a glimpse and a foreshadowing of what Christ, Jesus Christ, will be like. Are you with me so far? When the ancient Israelites were reading in Exodus about God's past acts of redemption, or in the prophet Isaiah about God's future acts of redemption, they would perhaps remind themselves of another little book about redemption. Can you guess what it is? It's the book of Ruth and the story of Boaz, which has lots to say about redemption, or put another way, what it means to be saved from utter ruin. Boaz shows us what the coming saviour, Jesus the Redeemer, would be like. Boaz is the one who steps in to defend, protect and provide for those who need him. He did this with Ruth and Naomi. In a similar way, Jesus does exactly that for us, for you and for me. He welcomes us into fellowship with him. He welcomes us into fellowship with his people. He loves us and he blesses us by pouring out his kindness and his grace. And we come under his protection. Ruth offers us a picture of what true conversion to faith looks like. Although Orpah loved Naomi, in the end she decides to return to her pagan gods in a land of idolatry. However, Ruth renounces paganism and places herself in the family and community of God's people. It is very sad that some people like Orpah travel with God's people like Naomi for so long and yet fail to make that leap of faith and trust in the Saviour. Maybe we can think of people like Orpah who just are not able to make that step of faith. So, what do we need to do? At North Street Church, we are a covenant community. That means we have promised to pursue God together and to love each other. Like Ruth, we throw our lot in, don't we? We throw our lot in. We're not half-hearted or indecisive, but like Ruth, we say yes, yes to God's invitation of belonging, of finding purpose and meaning 
in God and with his people. That means we don't just pursue God and serve each other when it's convenient to us. But it means we are a family. We are a family and we stand by each other in this pilgrimage of life. Ruth is a historic example of an unrelenting commitment to God and to his people. She's a hero. She is a hero. Ruth expresses an unfailing love for Naomi. Ruth expresses an unfailing love for God. And she expresses an unfailing love for God's people. Can we meet that challenge and respond in that way? Ruth sets the bar high, doesn't she? Can we commit our lives wholeheartedly to God and to the fellowship with one another here at North Street Church? If we want to meet that challenge, how can we achieve it? Ruth sets the bar formidably high, but the Bible gives us numerous numerous examples and very helpful guidelines in how we can become a flourishing and loving fellowship together. Here are some of them. Here are some of them. And I'm going to take us, I'm going to whisk us through some passages that, that show us how we can do that together. So we will flourish if we are devoted to one another from Romans 12, chapter 10. If we honour one another, Romans 12, chapter 10 again. If we live in harmony with one another, Romans 12, uh, verse 16. If we accept one another, Romans 15, verse 7. If we serve one another, Galatians 5, verse 13. If we are kind and compassionate to one another, Ephesians 4, verse 32. If we challenge one another where appropriate, Colossians 3, verse 16. If we encourage one another, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 12. If we motivate one another towards good deeds, Hebrews 10, verse 24. If we offer genuine hospitality to one another, 1 Peter 4, verse 9. And if we truly do love one another, 1 Peter 1, verse 22. There are numerous examples of how to be Jesus' disciples and how to love each other and build up the fellowship. If we can authentically demonstrate these attributes and ways of being church, then like Naomi, we will demonstrate what it means to be a child of God. In Naomi, Ruth saw a genuine, faithful disciple who loved God and loved his people. And that will be attractive to others as it was for Ruth. And maybe they will come and want to commit their lives to Christ, following in his ways, receiving his spirit, and being in covenant relationship with him and his people. Amen. Amen. So what does Ruth teach us about fellowship? Fellowship means deep commitment to God and to each other. That's it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to be like Ruth, 
who gives us an exceptional example of loyalty and commitment. Help us to be faithful to you and kind to each other. Help us to be committed to you and committed to each other. In Jesus' name, amen.